What's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, on this episode 111. How am I? With my two co-hosts, Jeremy Ross Lopez. Hi. And Steve Carpenter. Howdy, howdy. Welcome, welcome. Wow. Can you just believe World Pride and are you all oh just coming God. up for air? Yes. Yes. I know. It was crazy. I mean... Thanks again to everybody that tuned into our live podcast for World Pride. It was so much fun. It was a good turnout. It was a lot of fun. It was a great turnout. It was just so great. And uh, the feedback has been great. You can go to tagspodcast.com and watch the entirety of the YouTube show that we recorded. And you can see the various interviews with Achilles Yeldell, who was one of our special guests, DJ Laurent and Miguel Anjarrejes who were our special guests that night, and I promise there's links to other things. They will be up. And, I mean, any thoughts on World Pride just as we kind of conclude it? I'm just so glad it's over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah when you live here, it's like oh a my lot. God. But, well, I mean, it was it was amazing. It was epic. It, the energy that was in New York City was, like, yeah. irreplaceable. It was awesome, but it's definitely... One for the books, but it was equally as exhausting. Well, and, and I made everyone just come to me because people didn't realize, we realized it right before, but yeah. the parade ended in front of my apartment. Right. So I just had people, it was like open house here. Yeah. And we went from outside, we saw the pose, uh, the actors, mm-hmm. the actresses. Oh, they were like from right pose. out front. Yeah. It was and so they nice. were the, the grand marshals, essentially. Yeah. Awesome come in and they literally came out in front of our apartment. Vanessa Williams, I'm a huge fan of. She mm-hmm. dropped off right in front of the apartment and we kind of did this circular thing where we would watch that, then we'd go to the rooftop, come back here to get some fresh air and drinks yeah. and repeat. All, <laughs> All and day. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> due to the parade going on starting at noon mm-hmm. and by the way, Billy Porter did such an excellent job yeah. on, if you watch the TV special, he was the MC. He was so excellent. Yeah. Yeah, for the news. And then it didn't end. I was so tired. I went to bed at 11.30 p.m. I know. Oh, my night. God. No, because it would, That never we, happens for been, you. It doesn't. My sister and I were here, and yeah. we just... But literally, the parade was still going on at 11.30, yeah. going to midnight, and we had to close yeah. our... We felt so <laughs> bad, but we know there were people out in the streets supporting mm-hmm. everybody, and yeah. it, it was all good, and I think everybody got there. Dude. Well, my, my neighborhood, as I live in the village, it was absolute insanity. Oh, yeah, that, that you know, part is like Oh, my God. Nuts. You know, well, so I did see part of the parade because it went up 7th Avenue, not too far from, from where I was. I took, I took Gracie with me. Gracie, who is so. in the studio today <laughs> recording with us. She's on my shoulder. Gracie. Gracie's is a bird, just so you know. A bird. <laughs> She's yes. a parrot. She's so. a parakeet or a par- parrot? Parrot. Cockatoo. 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 How old is Gracie? Uh, she's 19. 19. Yeah. Does she gender identify at all? I mean, she's um, female. Well, she does. She she gets a little upset with the drag queens that have more feathers than she does. <laughs> it, that it worries her. Oh, and she must <laughs> not have done well during this pride because. No, well, she was funny because the you know I took her down to the pride. I take her every year, you know, for, you know, as long as she can tolerate it, because she gets a little wound up and then you know. Yeah. She gets very wound up. And yeah. when it's so, wound up, how what does she do? That she like, just starts screaming her head off. Uh, so. Like but, a screaming orgasm. Yeah, but she was funny because uh, you know the the floats would go by with music, you know, blaring music, and she's bopping her head and dancing, and everyone was laughing, and 
you know, this one lesbian woman was laughing so hard she had tears in her eyes because she <laughs> I love Gracie's it. dancing to the music. That's you know? so cute. That's so cool. So, one of the things that I announced uh, maybe before I even told you guys that I started taking prep on that World Pride mm-hmm. episode. We've yes. been talking so much about prep. And today actually is two weeks since I've been on it. And I, Jeremy, I know you know that in that interim phase, you have to have a loading phase of it. And yes. you can often have some potential side effects. And in general, maybe there was a teensy wince of nausea, but nothing really. Yeah, oh, there's, not, there's not really, like, it's the same side effects. I, I mean, don't hold me on this, but I believe it's the same side effects as most medications have. So, like, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, diarrhea. And also, when you start something new, of course, your body has to get used to it to start with. But, yeah. I mean, my doctor specifically said, I mean, with the NYU study and all of that, they said that there was, like, 95% of people did not have right. any side, any, or if they did, it was, like, minor, and it was just at the right. beginning. But I also believe that the the window period is... Uh, seven days for it to be fully in your system. So you're like well into it at this point. Right. They recommend, my doctor said two weeks, but I've heard three weeks. Well, they recommend two to three weeks to be fully protected. Yeah. Right. You know. Covered. um, For your system to acclimate to it is probably anywhere from seven to ten days. But, you know. So the um, good news is two weeks on it without really any side effects. However, I will go to check my liver and... Liver enzymes and kidney and functions. Kidney. Yeah, and that's just a that's just a you know a simple blood test. Yeah. The one thing I am going to ask because I was doing a little research on this is that you know I'm working out and doing. I was on this keto diet, and one mm-hmm. of the supplements I've been taking is creatine, and creatine I think also goes through your kidneys. And I want to just do a little bit more research on yeah. if if you're doing too many workout supplements on top of that. To see if it's depleting. Yeah, the if any listeners have any uh, info on that. Uh, well, and it's it's also important too that you let your doctor know. You know, that's what the article said. Yeah, let anything that you're taking, you know, vitamins, anything that's over the counter, anything that's herbal, let them know because mm-hmm. you know it's they they can all affect affect you differently. So. And I would imagine even once I do get the liver and kidney, you know, if I was having a bad response. Mm-hmm. It's reversible. Like, hopefully, I would be oh, able yeah. to. It would stop it immediately. But oh, absolutely, it would stop. They would stop it immediately. But it's you but know, generally, um, you know, you you would have symptoms. I heard. Yeah, you know, you like would, my pee would look a certain darker color if it's it not could. metabolizing. Right. Softer stool is another thing. Yellowy colors. Uh, spots on your skin can right. come if your liver isn't processing or your, it. Or your eyes. Or your eyes, yeah. yeah. So I was looking at the my whites eyes of your today eyes. and they were very oh, bitch. white. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, these are things you have to I just to check like... mine all the time, make sure that they're they're, they're not too red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that too, after a long night. Um, one of the things we were talking about on the show that we were thinking would be a cool idea is the importance when you're on things of prep is to get STI checked more often. And Mm -hmm. really, everybody should probably Mm -hmm. be getting STI checked more often. I think I was talking about now I'm Mr. Vaccination. Mm -hmm. So I was at the recent Folsom Folsom East Street Fair here in New York City, and I got meningitis vaccinated, Mm -hmm. which meningitis... Sounds super scary, like it can be and fatal, it, and it seems like it has its periods when it's more active in right. the communities. Mm-hmm. And so I went and got that, and that will last at least five or 
at least five years. And then I got hepatitis B mm-hmm. vaccinated and I have okay. to go back in six years. And we have a place here in New York City, Callum Lord, that I can get the second one. Mm-hmm. And the nurse was like really cool. She was like, oh, yeah, get all that done. Yeah. And she, yeah. So yeah, I, just, I just had my second pneumococcal shot today. And as well Tell as us what that is. So pneumococcal, it's 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 a pneumonia shot. And, you know, after you especially after you get to be a certain age, got it, <laughs> got it, then, um, you know, you should have it. You should have it. OK. Um, you know, so we got our HPV. We got our HPV. So I also, uh, what else did I get? I also got uh, shingles. Okay. Uh, antiviral or uh, shingles? Shingles? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, vaccination. Um, so yeah, I'm just I've loaded up on vaccination. I'm all about it. <laughs> I I'm hear both of it. you have clearly. We are. We're all about it now. And but one of the things we were talking about is wouldn't there be a, a cool kit to do in-home STI? I wish checking. And somebody, one of our listeners, wrote in mm-hmm. from Canada. Of course, it's always Canada. Uh, a few shows ago, he writes, you were talking about how great it would be if there could be an in-home STI kit in Vancouver, British Columbia. The BC Health Service has commenced a pilot where we can, where they can pick up one or more kits. The, you bring them home, you do your oral and your anal swab, and it generates a sample. You drop it off at any of over 70 labs in a network. You bring it, um, then they can bring it, and they log it into a secure web portal where you can go and see your results. He says it's amazing. It's a great advancement. It's great. If one feels that. You know, you've been super sexually active, he writes. You can grab one of these in-home kits uh, and do your thing and drop the sample off. And, and yeah, two days later, you get your results. So, so, if you, so if you've had a long weekend at Fire Island and spent a lot of time in the meat <laughs> rack, you know. Exactly. But yeah, exactly. Like we That's, were talking about that. And leave it to Canada, right? To already have this like ready yeah. to go. And you and said two days later? Yeah, two days. It oh, said, well, that's great. what he wrote. And I think that's really cool. That's so great. Ho- hopefully, we're on our way to getting that same. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Because wouldn't it be great? To, because, our country is so bad at shit like this. Oh, remember our friend sent us that uh, the text about the condoms that show it and we were like oh yeah I don't know if that would be a friend of ours we reported on it before but condoms that turn up specific colors if you you're so say you're with somebody and you go down on them I don't know if you'd go down on them orally but maybe (laughs) you stuck it in your ass if it turned a certain color it could mean that they have a certain STI and we well, th- it's, a, it's nice to know after the fact, right. Right. you know? Yeah, I don't know exactly <laughs> how that is a good thing or not, but, I mean, it's another step towards it, well, I think. Well, knowledge is power, and that's, you know, yeah. yes, it, it, you know, anything is good, you know, knowing, knowing what's going on. But. but you said something recently on the show, Carpenter, that stood in my head. It's like, we have to really manage our own health care yes. these days. And to the point, Man- managed care, which is what they call the new, you know, the not the new, the the health plan that's been out for the, like the last ten years. You have to manage it yourself. Yeah, you know, because somebody, you know, you you go you go to one place, you get your blood drawn. They're done with you. Then you go to the next place, and they look at your look at your test results. Then they're done with you. Mm-hmm. Then you have to go somewhere else, and you know, there's no one. In the health industry that follows everything and says, okay, yeah. this is no. what you need and to you do. And you have to be your own concern, too. So exactly. you have to make a point of, like, what I make an, even a calendar notification when yeah. my uh, yeah. testing should be. Yeah. Like, this week, no one's called me, and I'm the three months in from 
the prep checkup. So it, it really should be or this week. Or how about my prep? When I, my mm-hmm. doctor was really happy and excited that I, and he's a straight, you know, male general practitioner was really yeah. happy. But when he said he, he actually gave me the prescription. So I mm-hmm. got the prescription even before he knew my HIV status. He says, well, don't take it until we do all right. your blood work, which is interesting that you would even get the medication before. Yeah. But secondly, after that, he was, I was expecting a call from him to let me know, Oh, you know, by the way, you're negative and go ahead and start taking the medication. Yeah. And I never got that call. I had to call my own doctor to get the results mm-hmm. to my own medication or I mean to my own results so that, I, and they said, no, you're clear. You can go ahead and start taking the medication. And I just think, and that's fine. I'm not yeah. mad at my doctor or anything like that, but I just right. think you really do have to. I also had to tell my doctor like Grant, uh, Gay, person we always uh, refer to on the show, I forget his Roth. last name, Grant, Grant Roth, Roth yes. who's an HIV prevention specialist, he had said the importance of swabbing your mouth and your ass, and I had to tell my doctor in that same doctor visit to do that. And I, again, you have to really manage your own yeah, you health, do. and the more you are aware of it, you know, because otherwise you're going to go on not well, knowing. I saw my doctor today and it's like, you know, we, uh, I said, we, we need to do a swab test. And he says, oh, I says, is, is, is there a problem? I said, no, but, you know. How would you know in certain instances? Yeah. I said, you, it's, you know, t- it's just something we should be doing on a regular basis. No, I agree. That's fine. But I and initiated you know how, you, it. And, you know and I mean, this guy's really sharp. He's really sharp. He's a really good guy. So, you know, but still, I, I initiated it. Yeah. So. And they say why, like, just because, I mean. And do you know how easy it was when I told my doctor to do the swabbing? He literally went into a cupboard and grabbed this swab. Exactly. Thing and did it, like, say, ah, uh, and did it so quickly. Yeah. And it was, like, done in seconds. It's easier than the other two. So, yeah. But, but because many of us are orally active, both in the ass and the dick, these mm-hmm. things can happen. I and mean, nobody uses condoms orally. I mean, no, almost nobody. Or they anything when you're eating good. an ass. I've had a blowjob with the condom. It was terrible. I know. It's awful. And people that like to eat ass, the woman that gave me the meningitis vaccination and the H- hepatitis vaccination, she said, you just never know with hepatitis because it had particles of feces. And I know that's gross to talk about, but you just never know. Can And that's yeah. where... Oh, yeah, they can be the microscopic, hepat- too. And that's right. where the hepatitis... <clears throat> B, the one that I was... Mm -hmm. A and B. A and B can live, and then, you know, you're passing it on to somebody else. So I just think, yeah, more reason to talk about that. Um, I want to get into Fire Island, but one of the things that I noticed at this parade that I wanted to talk about briefly was the U equals U campaign. Mm-hmm. The, it's, it's become, I think in 2016 or 2017 it was announced, it's undetectable means equals untransmittable. Right. And there was a huge presence in this parade that I saw more than ever. Mm-hmm. One of our listeners was at uh, a, a whole campaign and, and sent me some things. And I just wanted to read a little bit of what the U equals U 
campaign and what it really means. It's HIV undetectable equals untransmittable. And I'm sure a lot of people know this, but it's worth reading. Mm -hmm. Medicines to treat HIV can eliminate the risk of sexual transmission. So in August of 2016, the New York City Health Department agreed with other public health and medical organizations that people with HIV who maintain an undetectable viral load for at least six months do not transmit HIV through condomless sex. This is known as undetectable equals untransmittable or U equals U. Mm -hmm. And how does HIV, and this is, by the way, by the New York Health um, Commission here in New York that I'm reading this pamphlet that our listener fortunately sent to us that I'm able to read, how does HIV treatment prevent HIV transmission, antiretroviral medicines control HIV very effectively. They do not cure HIV or remove the virus from the body, but if taken every day as prescribed, HIV medicines stop the virus from multiplying. This prevents the virus from damaging the immune system and stops sexual transmissions to others Um, And what does undetectable mean? Well, undetectable means that the level of HIV in a person's blood is so low that it doesn't show up on a viral blood uh, load test. Mm -hmm. If a person is undetectable, HIV can still be hiding in their body, but the amount is so low that HIV cannot be passed through others through sex. Right. Now, and just just to clarify that a little bit, you know, in, in more... You know, layman's more layman's term. Um, so, the virus, the virus, a virus, any kind of virus, a flu virus, a cold virus, an HIV. When it gets into your body, it replicates. It makes multiple copies of itself. You know, and that's that's how you become infected. What the what the antiretrovirals do is they block things that the virus needs to replicate. So, um, and they're blockers is like, right. It's an antiretroviral. Um, and so the virus cannot replicate when they do it, when they do a, um, um, a viral load test, they look to see how many copies of the virus or how many times it's replicated in a certain amount of blood. And if the, the, if it's below 40 copies, I think, or 30 copies. That's, that's the maximum that they can test down to. Okay. So if you're undetectable, there's less than 40 copies. Wow. You know? Okay. Yeah. So, so that's, that's what that means. And, and the PrEP also is an antiretroviral. So if you, beca- if you have sex with somebody who is positive and can transmit the disease, meaning they don't know they're positive and you know, they've got multiple copies then that's what the PrEP does on the other side is that if you don't have HIV, this helps prevent that because it can get into your body, but it, does, it can't replicate because it can't, it's being, the things it needs to replicate are being blocked. And you know what I didn't realize, and this might be super naive of me or just <laughs> obvious to others, is that when somebody initially becomes, uh, gets the virus. Zero converts. Zero yeah. converts. And they, there's that period where maybe they don't even know they have it. Right. The amount of, oh, sorry, there is a bird <laughs> in the house that just, she was on my, <laughs> I love live radio. We're not live, but yes. Um, when someone zero converts like that, that the amount, it, their exposure is so high that they can right. actually give the virus to somebody that doesn't have it. And that's why the, that's where PrEP 
somebody right. on it. Because let's just say somebody got the virus and, you know, you take a minute to really f- figure out if you even have it or not. And but in that period, your levels are very high that you mm-hmm. could actually transmit that virus. Correct. Hey, guys. This summer, enjoy a new summer experience called the Tantra Experience from August 6th through 11th in Easton Mountain, New York. The Tantra Experience is a brand new creation bringing together five different and gifted teachers, including Finn Deerhart, who is on Tag's podcast, with this magical five-day Tantra Experience. Enjoy a five-day journey into Tantra with Jason, Ingo, and exclusive guest teachers. Sensual relaxing and indulgent. It's a vacation for your soul. A unique best-of selection of Tantra for Gays teaching, all packed in one amazing journey. It's all happening at the Tantra Experience, August 6th through 11th in Easton Mountain, New York. To find out more, go to TantraForGayMen.com. That's Tantra, the number four, GayMen.com. You can also go to our website, TagsPodcast.com, take advantage of the promo code, and get links to the Tantra experience. Right. So I think what I'm trying to say is that when somebody gets infected, they had sex with somebody mm-hmm. that was HIV positive, and obviously you don't get your test immediately, so you don't even know you have it. Mm-hmm. The th- that level of HIV is higher, right. higher and, and, and yeah. the copies and you, of the virus, the copies in the of blood the virus, system, yes. and you don't know it, and you have sex with somebody like before, like say myself that wasn't on a thing like prep. I'm going to be that more susceptible to then getting it. Unprotected sex. Unprotected sex or an accident. Or an accident, yeah. Or whatever. And so that's why PrEP is... Because that period when maybe people don't know Mm -hmm. that they're positive, Mm -hmm. having sex with somebody that is negative can be detrimental on so many levels. And that's why I think... You know, the sooner you know, the sooner you can take the drugs. Yeah. And what, just to bring it back to uh, pop culture and and this campaign, U equals you. And I know, Carpenter, you're watching uh, Tales of the City, and I just started watching it. Um, I, I actually finished it. Oh, I want to start. Oh, my God. I it's saw the commercial, so, and I was oh like, good, oh. you guys. Yeah, I have to see it. it uh, Tales of the City on Netflix, people. It's And it's it's the new... Well, there's... there's ta- Netflix also has the old Tales of the and City. And I started watching that, too, in conjunction, because yeah. I forgot about it, but I wanted to remember, and I'm That's a Laura Linney fan. Yeah. But the new Tales of the City are based on the last two books that Armistead Maupin wrote, uh, Marianne, Marianne in Summer... I think is the name of it, and uh, the Life and Times of Anna Madrigal, which was the last book he did. So, the this new series is based on those last two books. Which I so love. it's modern times. Because my sister called me the other night, she says, "I wanted to tell you about this. Did you know it was out there?" I said, "Yeah, I watched it already." She says, "She started watching it and says, wait a minute, what's going on? They've got cell phones. This isn't the '70s. What's going on?'" <laughs> you know, so and Mary, I love Marianne. Marianne Singleton. Singleton yeah. 
baby cakes because she is such a mess and I relate to her well, and I know, just love and, her. And I love, I love. <laughs> I'm that, so Laura Linney character. I, I love Laura Linney, you know, coming back and doing the character again and Olympia Dukakis coming back and doing Mrs. Mandrigal again. Laura Linney, by the so, way, did San Francisco Pride. She was in a, in a float. Oh, and good for her. Obviously, San good Francisco. We yeah. love San Francisco. But one of the storylines, and, and back to you equals you, mm-hmm. is that the character of Michael or Mouse, who, if anyone knows the original Tales of the City, is one of the integral characters. Michael Tolliver. Of Michael Tolliver, Mouse. Mm-hmm. And I love, it's been played by three different actors. And the current yeah. one is probably my favorite because anyone that watched the show Looking will recognize him. He was one of the three main characters of the HBO series Looking, and I just love him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's good. so great to see him now in this series as, as a as quintessential character, right. Michael. And he's dating this really hot African-American or mixed-race guy who's younger. And there's uh, this won't be giving away too much, but there's... Well, it's, it's also based on Maupin himself, because... You know, Maupin has a boyfriend who he met on on Daddy Hunt. Okay, there you go. <laughs> you know, who was I think twenty eight at the time when 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 they met. So, but back to the U equals U yeah. campaign to really tie it in. He goes in for his viral check with his doctor. Mm-hmm. And oh, doc- I love that they showed that whole the, scene. So, and it's I done so, so well acted. And the doctor goes, nope, your viral load is good. Everything is good. And he says, yeah. And I'm really serious with the, my new boyfriend, who's. N- and she goes, oh, that's great. And he's negative and he's on prep and they're monogamous. But the question, she's like, well, let's talk about options, the doctor says. And with you being, she literally says exactly what we're talking about. With you being undetectable, you are pretty much, you know, zero percentile of mm-hmm giving him the HIV plus with him on prep, you guys should be fine. And where the conversation goes is that he needs to be comfortable with himself because even though the science is there, they present a humanitarian side to it that Mm -hmm. he doesn't know if he's actually ready because even though she's a doctor's telling him he can't really transmit that. He still is not right with it in his head yeah, yet. And she says, well, that part you need to come figure out on your for own. Yourself, but yeah. if you, if you follow the stories too, you know, Michael, Michael Tolliver, the character became positive, you know, very early on in the, you know, in, in the series. And he had a boyfriend who was a doctor who died of AIDS and whose ashes were buried in the backyard of 28 Barbary Lane. Which you is know, an incredible backstory. And it, yeah. So, but, but realistic. But realistic, and this does happen. I mean, people that have been HIV positive for a long time and have always used condoms, the idea of not using a condom can be scary, especially yeah. with somebody. And bring that, up like a lot of horrible yeah, thoughts, I'm sure. You know, and, and you don't, you, you, the last thing you want to do is hurt, <laughs> is hurt somebody you love. Yes. And, you know, especially something like that. So it's. That's yeah. why this U equals U campaign and the discussions of prep are so important. But then seeing mm-hmm. this played out, on a fiction fictitious show is so important mm-hmm. but then parallel pose fx's pose which we love yeah. and we're looking at the 80s and 90s season 1 80s season 2 we're in jump to 1990 and what are we dealing with? Mm-hmm. The AIDS epidemic when right. we didn't have we had nothing. U equals U. We had nothing. We didn't have only prep. They had, they had we AZT. Were, that was it. We were putting AZT. people on islands that 
nobody wanted in the Bronx, that nobody wanted to deal with the dead bodies. Yeah. And it was a life-threatening epidemic. Mm-hmm. And so isn't it great that fictional shows are, are presenting where we were well, well, and the, where and, we and are? They're, pre- they're presenting the truth. Right. Because you know, so much of this, I mean, the, the, that time was so crazy in New York, you know, and no one knew what, the, you know, and San Francisco and any big city, you know. Right. No one knew what was causing it. Uh, so no one wanted to touch each other. No one was going out to the bars. No one was going, you know, gay restaurants get hit really hard. You and I read a great you know? book, Ghosts of St. Vincent. Yeah. That is a really great book that really recounts the St. Vincent's Hospital here in New York right. City, which is now high-rise condos. But he was on the AIDS ward, and that Seventh AIDS floor. ward was pretty yeah. scary and dismal and yeah. not the greatest place to on so I just think with all this storytelling it's it's really opening our eyes in so many different ways and that you equals you campaign and thanks um, to our good friend our patreon member who sent us uh, notes while he was here in town on that um, and by the way you we are updating our patreon page right Yay. now you can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex and in the coming weeks, we're offering all these amazing new perks, sexually provocative perks that you'll get when you become a mm-hmm. member, additional to More the show content. that you've learned juicy. to come and love. So go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. And I want to talk about Fire Island recently because I got to go to Fire Island last week, right before Bitch. all the hoopla. I know, I had Bitch. so much fun. <laughs> I, it was 24 hours in Fire Island, and boy, did I live it up. And that's always jam-packed, too. It's funny, because it's like, it's a small spot, but so much takes place oh my God. in the oh. matter of time that you're there. I did oh, everything no. you ever would, in 24 hours, yeah. I lived. Our friends <laughs> had a house there. It was, you know, I had this great room. We did cocktails. We did pool time. Mm -hmm. We cooked our own meal that was, like, amazing. And then we went out to the bars at night. And one of my and boy, did were we drinking and doing shots. And at the end of it, I'll I'll never forget things you overhear on the ferry ride back to reality. (laughs) And we were all, my group of people were all a little bit like, you know, oh, Lord. Party's over? Yeah, well, not so much party's <laughs> over, but, like, we had just had shots and drinks, and mm-hmm. we were like, oh, Lord. And, and you know, that beating sun. Yes. And the, my friend, she was sitting next to me, and she's like, in case we felt any bad about ourselves, not I feel just fine, because she was listening to these two queens behind us. Yeah. And one of them, things you overhear on yeah. the ferry ride... <laughs> One of them is literally saying, well, next time you invite a top over, make sure he wants to fuck me, too, before <laughs> you do, and he wasn't having it. And you could, tell, you could tell that they were boyfriends. Yeah. And one of them invited one top over, but he's like, next time you invite that top over, make sure he wants to fuck me too. And it was, and then their third friend was like, problems <laughs> in the pines. Literally their third friend was like, hand me the bag, the barf bag, because he was like oh ready God, to no throw way. up in it. I mean, you could tell, are you kidding they me? They were like gripey, bitchy. What time of day was that? Like 
three o'clock in the afternoon headed oh back. Oh my god! And our little hangover that we were kind of oh like, oh, we to, we're like, oh, yeah. we just feel great about ourselves now. Let's yeah. go, let's go, like run a marathon because yeah. if <laughs> comparatively compared to that, well, I was like, you know, isn't that horrible? Like that's why when, I watch reality shows because I feel oh a little bit god. better about myself. Yeah. Well, the, when I watch them. <laughs> When, well, when they're a nut job or like they just have the dumbest just issues or turn on the TV issues. or ride yeah. that ferry home and you will feel better. Oh, yeah, about that's yourself. Ferry ride. When I when I had a place out there, I would go out on Thursday and I would come back early Monday morning, the first boat Monday morning, Oof. which was always called the bucket of blood boat Oof. because because you had to go to work. Yeah. So it's like a six o'clock boat or something like that, or a six thirty boat. And here, all these people that have been running around in you know in thongs all weekend are suddenly in a suit and tie, I love and it. you know, and just bloodshot eyes because everyone is still like Back they're, they're on Fire Island time still, and they're just kind of like. Uh. So I mean, that was a very quiet boat. I can tell you that it's zombie but, land. But, but when you're on that island, it, it you really are on an island, fantasy island, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, people are walking around with, uh, in their Speedos, mm-hmm. their barefoot. I mean, you wouldn't think twice to walk down the st- your normal city block barefooted. No, never. And in no. Fire Island, you're like, yeah, whatever, and you're just shirts off, and I love it. Well, it's also nice that there's no streets. Like, it's yeah, only it's boardwalks. boardwalks. So no that, cars. That part's awesome. If you haven't awesome. been there, there's no cars. Yeah. Oh, it's fabulous. So it's, yeah, you it were is. telling me, Jeremy, though, this story that you were telling my sister and I that we were laughing about when you were a kid because you have relatives yeah, in the area. Yeah, so my aunt lived in the town over from Sayville, which is the town that you take the ferry over on the Pines. Right, right. And so uh, she's lived there for years now since I was like like six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. So we would come here and visit her. And, and little uh, did you know, just across the bay. Right. So, <laughs> so anyways, when we would go over there, she had friends that have a house. Her best friends have a house that is in davis park which okay. is right next to the pines but separated by woods right it's the other and, and we so, never hear about those sides but uh, no i know because all the straight part is like not that's where, the east meat rack yes <laughs> it is so i would i was telling him and uh, that i would sneak over and we would be at the at the beach during the day right cousins and all of us there on the beach and i would like just slip away. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go for a walk. And then uh-huh. I'd walk till I see naked men. And I knew I was doing something wrong. But, like, I loved it at you the same time. You weren't doing anything wrong, girl. Well, I, I meant not wrong, but I'm saying well, when you're that old, age. How old were you about? I was probably, like, 10. Okay. Even, yeah. See, yeah. See, you know, even when you're that young, you know you want to. You dick. know you want to. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yes. That's why we know we're gay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I would I would just <laughs> glide on over, and then I then I was telling them it was far enough that you would need to sprint back, or then people would notice that you were gone long enough. Right. But it it is quite a walk. But I mean, it probably takes like twenty five oh. minutes on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. And then and in the minute you saw naked naked bodies, I would stay and lurk a little bit, but I wouldn't get close enough, and then I would run back, <laughs> and I was like, and the and I didn't really take advantage of the pines being this close to the city until I moved here years later. Right. And I was telling him of my story of the day that I went and I ended up at a house with these guys and mm -hmm. everyone was fucking and taking showers and shit together. And I was, I think I was, I had just moved to the city. I was 18 and chicken. 
and uh, it was chicken. Chicken. My, and I, <laughs> Total and I had even meat. arranged with my aunt to get, like, she dropped me off to the ferry. She picked me up. And I mm-hmm. I had never really taken all the trains, planes, and automobiles Which to get there. The so I didn't know that they had, a, they had a bus that brings you to that ferry. Right. So I arranged for her to leave her house, come pick me up at the train station, mm-hmm. bring me to the ferry. And then I was staying at her house that night. So yeah. I didn't really have an overnight experience, but the full day was plenty. Well, and yeah, I was swimming. Apparently, the, I was swimming in the ocean. These two guys came up. They asked me to come over to their house that was on the beach, and they had a pool. And then, like, come one. Did they p- want a three way? Of course. And then come like one. Did p- you? I didn't. No. Okay. And then, of course, you mean after all that, you didn't put out? No. <laughs> I was so young and just he like... Was a tease. And he was a yeah. He was figuring it out. He was afraid. <laughs> I was. I was, like, oh I was nervous. <laughs> yeah. I was nervous. And I actually had never had threesome at that point either. So wow. I had barely had sex with men. I mean, I had probably had sex with like two or three people ever. Yeah. It was the summer that I had first moved to New York. So, uh, yeah, they all the gays that were staying in that house all woke up around 12:31. Oh yeah. And then yeah. they put all these snacks out but nobody really eats anything and then everybody gets <laughs> a cocktail and then they jump in the pool. Well, you don't want to eat anything because then it gets your system going again and then you got to douche again, so. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh my god. I know this routine. So fun tales of Fire Island. Definitely fun tales of Fire Island. I'm mm-hmm. sure there'll be more to yes. report on. One thing I wanted to report on though that someone sent me is that Amazon pulled all of their books relating to conversion therapy. I don't know if you heard about Yay. this. Oh, good. good. Um, a, a parents, yeah, there was a guy out in, in London, and essentially Amazon has taken down a crop of gay conversion books after sustained pressure from activists. The books were written by this guy, Dr. Joseph Nicolosi, a vocal proponent of so-called gay conversion therapy. He died in 2017. The practice of gay conversion therapy purports that people can be cured of being homosexual. It has been widely debunked, of course. Save it. But there was one activist in particular that was a driving force behind the removal of the books, and which was the first reported by Gay Star News in the UK. His name is Rojo... Uh, Rojo Allen. He became aware of Nicolosi's works after a local church planned to screen a film promo- promoting conversion oh, therapy. God. Uh, although the screening was later canceled due to protests, and he good. goes, he quotes, "I was shocked that this was actually happening in my town, oh, my so God. I started googling about it, which led me to Joseph Nicolosi's website." and then to his books that were on sale on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And Alan added he experienced conversion. He actually experienced conversion therapy as a child, which Ugh. spurred him to, on, to get the books removed. He was particularly concerned by A Parent's Guide to Preventing Homosexuality, a book which was published in 2002. And Nicolosi says, teaches parents how to react to a male child or teenager who rejects his own gender and adopts a highly feminized style of activity and oh, interest. Lord. Nothing about a butch woman, though. No. Of course. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has been... Bunch wor- of bullshit. He's been working with the people over at Amazon for a few years now, and it's taking him a long time to get it removed. And just recently, finally, after a long time of work working on it, he had it. Rem- he ha- all the books have been removed. Good, well, good for sure him. He gets a gold star today. He really does. He gets yes. a gold star today. A gold. Good for him. Star. Now, and thank and thank you, thank you, because that really is, you know, conversion therapy is horrible, 
You know, it's it's never it's a worked. Huge level of ignorance it's, is it, what it is. It is, it is a huge level of ignorance, well, it's and so you just it, it, and he, he single handedly wiped out this level of ignorance from books on yeah, Amazon, which is you great. Know, that's brilliant. And where are we getting all of our books these days? And where are we with science? And yeah, whether exactly. or not you agree with the lifestyle or anything of that nature. You don't need to. We don't need to put Just books out there to, that encourage I don't this. know why so many groups, especially religious groups, feel it's important to stick their nose into your bedroom. Oh, so we have this uh, in the, on the administrator account for Talk About Gay Sex. I've been like finding myself sometimes reading the comments that people write. And uh, there was one On ad, Facebook? Yes. There okay. was one ad that we were uh, promoting for World Pride, and all these men were commenting on it, all straight, heterosexual, homophobic men. And I just commented on it and said, don't you men have some women to entertain rather than spending your time uh, lurking <laughs> on a gay <laughs> podcast page? <laughs> and they all just, they didn't even really say anything to me. They just well, all they say? had nasty shit to say about just the podcast. Let's not talk about it. Or We get it all the time whenever yeah. we promote a Facebook ad for one of our things. We get a lot of flack and feedback. Yeah. And Which it, is fine. I mean, it, it is. It's. Don't I, have, I normally they, you know, don't say don't anything, like it, but it was pride, and I felt like if you don't like it, don't. Oh, I, I, per- I participated for the first time ever in that for a second, but <laughs> yeah. I'm very like, if you don't like it, like no one asked you to. Like, yeah. yeah. Why are you taking your time to go on our page? Right. And and I got into it a little bit. I found myself with a religious right. Yeah, you can type, and I you got, the, get I got the last word it. though in it all. <laughs> in my you always do. I always <laughs> do. Um, I will be on the Vakaya cruise line going from August 11th through the 18th, which leaves New York and goes to P-Town, which ends up in two nights in Carnival in P-Town. I'm super excited. People like DJ Corey Craig, DJ Steve Cunningham, Jessica Kirsten, who's one of my favorite comedians, Kristen Chenoweth, and our own Lincoln, who often guests uh, hosts on our show will be on the cruise and I'm super excited you can go to myvakayacruise.com to find out about this really amazing cruise happening August 11th through the 18th and check it out as always follow us at Tags Podcast and guys thank you so much um, it's summertime I'm super excited we're going to have some special guests all summer long that uh, are going to infiltrate the show that I'm excited to announce to you all but keep checking us out and in the meantime continue having hot hot gay gay sex. sex